Thanks for joining me, psychologist Dr. Audrey Sang, for Retrain Your Brain. Retrain Your Brain is a 10-minute self-improvement podcast giving you my most effective, practical personal development tips from my work as a coach, trainer, and psychometric profiler. Season 4 is a relationship special. want it to end my relationship special season on a sad note, I do think it's important, especially in the light of 2020, to talk a little bit about grief. The shock of heartbreak can have profound mental and physical effects on ourselves, and actually our behaviours can also affect those around us. Research has shown that in the early period of mourning, there is an increased risk of higher blood pressure and heart rate, which in turn can increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. You're also likely to experience a myriad of emotions. The most common cycle of grief that's talked about is the Kubler-Ross model. Now, not everyone will pass through all of these stages and the times at which you might pass through them will differ from person to person and the way you express grief may be different but this is the standard model that's used and it doesn't hurt to understand what you might expect to see the first stage is shock and denial you may react to learning of your loss with a numbed disbelief following this is feelings of pain or even guilt, perhaps because you were unable to say what you wanted to say before that person passed. Following that is anger and bargaining. Maybe anger at you being the person left alive or making some kind of deal where if you were able to say one thing, then you might behave in a different way in future. Following that is depression, reflection and loneliness. But after that comes the upward turn. You reconstruct, you begin to work through, and finally comes acceptance and hope, where hopefully some of the memories as well become positive ones. And every time you think of that person, it's a positive feeling, as well as that feeling of missing them. People grieve very, very differently, and it's not gender specific. However, what can happen is for men, they may prefer to spend time on their own, work through things on their own, whereas women may prefer to have a network, chatting with people, a social expression of how they feel. Now, this can be a problem for a male-female couple because they deal with their feelings in different ways. And if the woman would like to talk and the man wouldn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that the man is rejecting the woman or feels the grief any less. It's just simply that people express grief differently and therefore we must be careful not to judge others by our own expressions. While I say the feelings of acceptance and hope are that I would hope that eventually you begin to have positive memories, that's not to say that you don't have positive memories of the person but sometimes little things can trigger a sadness such as perhaps bringing another cup out accidentally or setting another place at the dinner table. Even the time taken to go through the loved one's things, to sort out everything, those moments can also trigger mixed emotions and it doesn't hurt to take some time to reflect on how you feel. If you're trying to help someone through grief, it helps to listen to them. Let them talk, let them lead and respect their wishes. 
if they're saying they really don't want to go out or if they're saying they do even, don't try to dissuade them. Just go along with that. And if they change their mind at the last minute, perhaps then just say, well, we can just sit in silence even. A practical way to help can be making space for them to grieve. If there are children who would naturally want to be around, perhaps it would help to be able to take the children out if you can. Just give the person a little bit of space and a little bit of time. Even being a different person that the children can talk to can also help. If you are going through grief, then understanding yourself, understanding your emotions, reflecting on your feelings can be a huge part of coming to terms with your loss and the changes. It can help and be very therapeutic to keep a grief diary. Sometimes if you reflect on the situations as well, you might be able to work through some of the more complex emotions that you feel. And certainly speaking about it with a therapist or someone who will listen can be of great support too. Sheer, a psychologist, calls what we would normally feel acute grief, which abates with time. It doesn't mean you miss the person any less. You are just better able to manage how things feel as you continue living your life. But Shear says that complicated grief is more chronic. It's more emotionally intense than typical grief. And it stays at those really acute levels for much longer. And women are more vulnerable to complicated grief than men. It tends to follow particularly difficult or sudden losses that really test a person's emotional and social reserves. It can also happen where the mourner was deeply, deeply attached to the person they're grieving. Research estimates that complicated grief affects approximately 2-3% to of the population worldwide. It affects about 10-20% to of people after the death of a spouse or a romantic partner, or when the death of a loved one is sudden and or violent. And it is even more common amongst parents who've lost a child. If you find that you are unable to cope with feelings that are overwhelming and you aren't able to get on with daily life or the intense emotions aren't subsiding or perhaps you're not sleeping, perhaps you have symptoms of depression or anxiety, perhaps your relationships around you are also suffering or even you're becoming more accident prone, it's very important to seek professional help. This is also true to seek help on behalf of somebody if you're caring for them and they are not coping well. Most importantly, when it comes to grief, or in fact any form of overwhelming emotion, remember it is okay to feel exactly as you feel. Don't compare yourself to anybody else and don't let anybody else tell you how you should or should not be feeling. Also, don't feel pressured into doing anything that you're not ready to do yet. Or if you are ready, don't let what other people think or say put you off. We all deal with our emotions in very different ways. The main thing is to deal with those feelings. And that's all we have time for. But for more practical self-improvement videos and articles, visit my website www.draudreyt.com or check out my work on my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang.